You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. How many of you have ever received a Christmas gift in the mail? Can I see some hands? And how many of you kiddos know about getting checks in the mail? Anybody ever got any money in the mail? Now, money in the mail tends to come from grandparents. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Okay. You know why? Because grandparents have so many people to get gifts for. They just don't have time to buy gifts for everybody. They go, we're just going to give them some money. Uh, you go through, you know, 20 years of getting your kids gifts, and then your kids have kids, and you got to just dole out the money. Any grandparents know what I'm talking about? Or are you all buying, like, gifts for everybody? Uh, but, but so here's the thing. I found myself thinking about this this Christmas, and it really started coming into my mind related to a verse that I found myself reading about a month ago that we'll, we'll look at in a minute. But what hit me was the realization that when you open that envelope with that check in there or that cash in there on Christmas morning, the fact of the matter is, is that that gift was given long before you opened it. That gift was actually in the heart of the person who gave it to you long before you sat there and opened it. You maybe have it sit under your tree or if it's an envelope on your tree for seven days. Maybe it was three days in the mail. Maybe if your grandparents are anything like me, it was probably in their head for at least four days before they actually sat down and wrote the check and put it in the mail. So maybe it's, let's just say hypothetically, there's, there's two weeks from the time this idea to give this gift is in the heart of grandma or grandpa and then it actually ends up opened by you. And what the Bible tells us is that that's really similar to the gift of Jesus. We're going to look at a verse here together that I've not often heard read at Christmas, but like I said, it hit me about a month ago. I was just sitting in the morning, reading my Bible, and it really hit me. So we're going to, we're going to put it up on the screen, hopefully. Uh, 2 Timothy 1, verse 9 to 10 is what I'm about to read to you, okay? And I'm just going to insert God because that's who he is at the beginning of this, Okay. God saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave in us, he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel." So what this is telling us, guys, is that God saved us and he called us to a holy life. That means to live a set-apart life, to live a life that looks like his. Not because of anything we did to deserve it, but because of his purpose and his own grace. And what does it tell us, guys? That he gave to us when? Do you remember what it said? It says that he gave it to us before the ages began. In other words, before time even began, God had a purpose for your life. God had grace for your life. It's always been there. It's always existed. But now, now, through the appearing of Jesus, it's been made known to us. It's been made crystal clear. We can see it as best as possible. It can be seen in Jesus. 
A light shone in the darkness. That light is Jesus, you guys. That light is Jesus. And that light illuminated these truths to us. The truths illuminated by the life of Jesus is that your life is not meaningless. Your life has purpose that was in God's heart from before time began. And nothing can destroy that purpose. It can't be undone. Not anyone, not any circumstance. Not your own sin. Your sin can't destroy that purpose that God has for your life, your own failure. You can't earn it through your successes. Even death itself cannot put an end to the purpose of God for your life. It has always existed. It was determined by God before time began, and it will always continue to exist. It is an eternal purpose He has for our lives. And there's a grace that He gives us. There's a grace that He gives us that will actually forgive us when we miss the mark of that purpose, that enables us to fulfill that purpose. And we can see in the life of Jesus more than anywhere else how the purpose of God cannot be stopped. Nothing could stop God's purpose from being fulfilled in Jesus' life. Not betrayal, not abandonment, not being falsely accused, not being misunderstood. Other people's sin couldn't stop it. Being unjustly sentenced to death couldn't stop it. Being tortured, being killed, even death itself could not stop God's redemptive purpose in the life of Jesus. That is the gospel. That is the good news. Nothing can stop His purposes. And you see, the real celebration that we have here at Christmas time is that this eternal hope has been made known to us so clearly in the life of Jesus. That His purposes for our lives have been made known clearly through the life of Jesus. That He's redeeming the world. That He's, that he's fixing what's broken. That He starts that in you and then He wants to do it through you. That is the message. And it's always been there. That purpose and that grace available to us has always been, it will always be, and it is best seen in and through Jesus. In other words, you can't know Jesus too much. There's no like, hey, I know too much about Jesus. That's enough now. It is, it is a constant journey of getting to know Jesus and that in the light of Jesus, His purpose for your life and His grace towards your life, for your life, is made known. How many of you are familiar with the story of Benjamin Franklin in 1752 flying a kite with a key attached to it in a thunderstorm? Can I see some hands? This should be a familiar story. And in this story, guys, what we've got going on is Benjamin Franklin, he has this sense that there is this electricity in the storm, in the lightning, and he wants to prove it. And he flies his kite, and lightning strikes, and his experiment proves successful. And many consider this the first recorded discovery of electricity. But the reality is electricity existed before Benjamin Franklin flew 
the kite in the sky that night. Would you agree? It was there. It existed. It was present in the world. And there's actually even a few recorded smaller discoveries in the thousand years leading up to that. But what happened after that night was a lot of people began to research more, investigate more, learn more, experiment more, and learn to harness electricity. And that night revolutionized the world. 300 years ago, roughly, almost 300 years ago, when lightning struck that key that night, it changed the world. And in the same way, guys, 2,000 years ago, when a baby was born in Bethlehem, it changed the world. It changed the world forever. You see, this ongoing study and harnessing of electricity that's happened since that night with Benjamin Franklin has revolutionized our world. Do you realize that? Light bulbs, these lights right here, are just common in the world now, and they've changed the way we do life. Appliances, who's grateful for laundry machines and dishwashers? Praise the Lord. Nowadays, smartphones, computers, Teslas and other electric cars. You know, all these things have come from this discovery of something that always existed. It always already was since the beginning. It was there. But this discovery revolutionized the world. And in the same way, those who have given themselves to know Jesus to understand Jesus, to seek to follow Jesus. God has been using their lives to revolutionize the world. And He wants to do the same through us. Through knowing Jesus, sins are forgiven. Lives are changed. Relationships are restored. Racism in our world has been Massively shattered, impacted, still exists, I know, but it's been majorly changed in the hearts of people through the gospel. Those who fought for the end of slavery in the world were people who were passionate about Jesus, whose lives had been changed by the grace of God. The famous song, right, Amazing Grace, was written by a man who had been a slave owner and that God got hold of his heart and changed his mind on this issue. And he was you know, used by God to inspire another well-known man who, who fought for the end of slavery because of what Jesus did in their heart. In the same way, the discovery of this already existing electricity has revolutionized the world. Jesus revolutionizes lives and the world through lives changed by the good news of Jesus. We're going to sing in a moment this well-known song, Silent Night. And it has this verse in it. It says this, Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus was the dawn of redeeming grace in the world. He has always been and will always be the light of the world. 
through knowing Jesus, saving and empowering grace flows into your life and can flow through your life. And this is the simple invitation tonight. Whether you've been walking with Jesus for your entire life or decades or few years or you never have before, the invitation is the same to all of us. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Know Jesus more. Surrender your life to know him and to follow him. Come to the light of the world. Come adore him with us in this community. That's what we're, that's what we're about here at Life Tree is adoring Jesus. Adoring Jesus together. That's what tonight is about, is adoring Jesus together. That's what Christmas is about, adoring Jesus together. And my invitation to you would be come, come to this community. Come here on New Year's morning. Not tomorrow. There's no service here tomorrow. Don't come tomorrow. New Year's Day, in the morning, we gather here and we do something on the first Sunday of every year we call Testimony Sunday, where you will hear stories from people in our community about how God has been at work in their lives in this last year. So come join us. Come get to know Jesus with us. That's what we're about here. We're not claiming to do it perfect, but our pursuit is know and follow Jesus together. So come to Jesus. Come to the gift that was given to you before time began. I was made known in Jesus. Behold him with us. Adore him with us. Know him. Follow him. Okay? I do want to give an opportunity right here in this moment that if you're in here and you're like, hey, I don't really know what you're talking about, but I'd like to know more. Or I want somebody to pray with me. I just want you to be bold, be courageous. I know it's frightening in a room full of people, but put your hand up. Because we would love to talk. We would love to pray together. Okay? And if you don't want to do that, that's okay. You can come, talk to me. Talk to somebody you came with. Tap someone on the shoulder next to you. Go, what's this guy talking about? You pray with me. Or come back a week from tomorrow and join us on Testimony Sunday. Or come on any other Sunday after that. Whatever. But here's the invitation, guys. Come to Jesus. Let his light shine into your heart, into your mind, and let him cause you to shine. I'm going to invite the band to come up. We're We're going to sing as we close, but what we do right here is I'm going to light this candle here. This is, a, this is a process, if you haven't been with us over the last few weeks, and you've maybe never even heard of it, it's called Advent, and it's over these weeks we anticipate remembering this moment when the light came and shone in the darkness, when Jesus came to earth, when this gift of God that existed before time began was made known to us in Jesus. And the final candle that we light here tonight represents Jesus, the light of the world. And I am going to light this candle, and then I'm going to light another from it that is mine. And I'll come down, and we're all going to light each other's candles. Bruce and Sonia are going to help. All right. Great. And then we're going to sing together. 
And then we're going to close, and there's goodies out in the foyer, and we welcome you to stay and hang out with us, okay? I'm going to pray before I light this, and then the band's going to take us on. And again, I'm just going to ask tonight that we just close our eyes together as we pray, okay? Father, we thank you for this amazing plan and purpose and grace that you prepared for us in your heart before the creation of the world, before time itself. And we thank you that you chose to make it known to us in your son, Jesus. We thank you for the birth of this baby that marked a new day, a new era, that left the world never the same again. And we welcome you by your spirit here tonight to illuminate in our hearts and our minds this truth and this beauty and this goodness and this purpose and this grace that is given to us in Jesus. We ask this all in his name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. At Lifetree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.